Spoilers straight ahead. On this story, Welcome to a follow-up showdown, showdown follow-up. This is normally a podcast where we pitch ultimate sequels to disappointing ones or to movies without them, but this is a special kind of episode where we discuss our reactions to sequels that have come out since we last talked about the franchise. So today, our focus is 2021, 2022s, and just like that. Sequel series to the HBO show Sex and the City and its subsequent movie continuations, Sex and the City the Movie and Sex and the City 2, which were the subject of our previous discussion. With me today, in lieu of Travis and Lauren, are two of the guests from that episode. Writers, creators, actors, podcasters, all-around boss bitches, as well as big-time Sex and the City fans, Aaliyah Kamalova and Kim Seltzer. How are you both? Hey, that's a wonderful intro and so accurate. We are big time boss bitches. Yeah, and I guess we're good. We're doing good. Just two Samanthas over here. We're, we're two Samanthas. You didn't, you didn't see us in the reboot, but we got better things to do. <laughs> Sorry, we we're, uh, were busy with how I met your father. Uh, it's because of this wonderful dynamic that I'm not going to, I'm going to be doing my best not to talk too much today. Uh, not only because I have a tendency to do that. Wait, you're the host. I know. I won't, I'll talk appropriate an appropriate <laughs> okay. amount. Also, par- another part of it is Kim's already heard what I have to say about this show because we watched it together week to week. Uh, so I'm and Ali and I have texted about it a bunch, so we've also heard what mm-hmm. we think. Well, also I wanted to say it's already been discussed heavily by anyone and everyone online. It's very talked about <laughs> show, so I'm leaving it to you guys to have the freshest perspective. But <laughs> before <laughs> we get to that, there is a matter of the minutes. Uh, what would normally be to Travis McMaster minutes, where everything that happens in the sh- this series is broken down in two minutes. Uh, I was going to ask if you guys each want to take a minute or if you want to take it together or if you want to leave it to me. I think we could do it together, just sort of interrupting each other with when we remember something that happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. To Kim and Aaliyah. Ready? Go. Go. Okay, so it starts with um, Big has a heart attack, a famous Peloton heart attack. Not we need to get into it because everyone knows about it. Um, mm-hmm. She could have saved him, chose not to, and then acts devastated the whole rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and she throws a funeral, which Samantha sends flowers to, and they keep... It's chic. It's a chic funeral. It's what you would think. You know, it's just like appropriate. It's sort of like a gallery vibe funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anthony owns a, a sexy bread thing. What's it called? You know? Hot. Mm, I don't know don't what it's time. called, but they're in booty <laughs> shorts. And then on the other end, we got the introduction of the one, the only Che Diaz, uh, because Carrie's into podcasting now and she's um, the most uptight one. And they're like, relax. Yeah, yeah. Che's like the coolest um, person in the world, non binary, which um, sort of blows everyone's mind. It's, that's a big theme um, in this series is that they don't know anything. And. Mm-hmm. Um, Miranda is in a loving marriage, and she chooses to 
destroy that because she's bored. Well, she wants to have sex and Steve wants to have dessert. And that's sort of their mm -hmm. marriage. Um, Meanwhile, their son Brady has a lot of sex and they just sort of let that happen in their house. Carrie pees in her bed (laughs) uh, while Miranda is um, hooking up with Jay in the kitchen. Carrie could have spoken up, chose not to. Um, Yeah. And Stanford uh, divorces Anthony and and leaves town just leaving a note. Doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And is also heartbreaking. Charlotte, honestly, is trying to still be a perfect Upper East Side traditional mom and can't because she finds out her kid is um, exploring their identity and comes out as trans. And um, she tries to deal with that. Um, Carrie Um, goes on a date with um a guy who also recently lost his wife and then they throw up on each other or something and then <laughs> they go on another they date kiss, yeah. but he asked that if they could kiss and so that's turned off but um then all of a sudden she kisses okay. this new that's guy the, that's your <laughs> you got right to the ending yeah we right ended in that last perfectly. second um yeah yeah it's exactly how i would not have done it the two minutes but i am pretty impressed at how much you got in there and uh you know yeah i'm not gonna fill in the rest uh you know i think you got the big points exactly how you would not have done it we got the big points well you didn't mention Mm -hmm. besides che diaz any of the three new main characters we were were getting we needed one more minute (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what this is this is the first time we've done a tv series sequel on the show it won't be the last because that's happening all over the place now but uh two minutes was maybe unfair for a full season of television anyway good job really good job yeah thank you okay all right so uh, i just want to jump right into it sort of keep it free form uh what if anything did did we not like (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> i thought you're gonna say that we yeah we'll, we'll get that to was, that, that i think like that, the, if we got to get the juice well i think that this is going to be where we get the most juice let's get it out of the way and then but you know we'll see though sure. maybe i'm wrong um it was absolutely no fun it was no fun it was none of the charm or the sort of friendships that we enjoyed um from the previous series um i would say we basically if I could sum it up, it's just being gaslit by the entire plot. They're like, this is how people talk, and this is how people grow. And it's like, wait, no, it's not. This isn't how people talk. But they want you to believe that every single person in the world is like that because every character is somewhat, like, I don't know, just speaks strange and behaves. And they strange. want you to believe that it's funny. They want you to believe Che is That's funny. That's the biggest gaslight. Um so. And that everything Chase says is, like, supposed to be interesting and, like, mind-blowing. When really it's just sort of like um, <laughs> like an uncomfortable joke. And uh, it's just terrible. It, really, the biggest thing is that they need Samantha so badly. And they keep acting like they're going to get her. Like, they're going to get Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously not going to. She's so publicly says she wants nothing to do with it. And I think she's not welcomed back even if like they she decided to do it she like liked a tweet or something that was like oh. talking ill of the show <laughs> and so mpk was like nope i did see that i did see that she liked and and what the tweet was was someone reaching out to her to say i applaud your you know choice essentially like your creative choice to not be on the show and stick to your guns and do what's right for you like that was all that was being said it wasn't even slamming the show like that's crazy um, but well, and the other thing is, what I had read, uh, I hadn't heard what you what MPK said, but what I had read was that 
they were gearing it up so Samantha could come back if they get a season two. But the way they did her in this show was her whole arc was holding a grudge. And mm-hmm. almost like her arc at the end was she lets go of her grudges and she comes back. You know what I mean? It's a little bit too, yeah. you know, calling her out as an artist. Also, in the original series, her whole thing was just like she was clearly the most provocative one and doing the most questionable stuff. And then so she was like pretty forgiving of all of them. Like when they would do stuff that was like yeah. bad or like whatever she'd be like it's okay like because that was the whole point of her character is like why would i judge you for that like and so to think that they would just depart from a weird like business deal and she's like no that's the that's in it. such an extreme way that she wouldn't come to carrie's husband's funeral is like the most insane thing it's like they already mm-hmm. if she's not going to that she's not gonna move back to new york to be with the girls <laughs> For those who don't know, the excuse that they give is that uh, she Carrie fired her as being her publicist. And in a fit of rage about it, she moved to London. Or maybe she was already in London. Maybe I forget. But in any case, she lives in London. She hates Carrie. <laughs> uh, until the last episode where Carrie's in Paris. And then she says, I'm coming right over. You know, which essentially that's, that's all you get of her. It's really like, I think it's a big problem when shows show text messages from an actor that you know is not part of the show they do it on Grey's Anatomy too and it's like it's so weird because any fan knows this person doesn't want to be doing this (laughs) it's not part of it it's like I guess I'm saying kill every character that's not the show like they do have to address it they can't just be like Samantha never existed because it was like right part of the biggest part of the show I don't know but what would you guys have done to like remove I, her without? Oh, this is an interesting question. Her. I feel like Samantha has. I don't think you know that much about her life outside of her social life and professional life, like her family or anything. So if they'd mm-hmm. given something like she's going to live with her mother in her later year, take care of her mother or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like the, she is a good enough person that you could give her a good reason to be away yeah you don't want them on bad terms i think that's the biggest thing it's like even if they want her to have moved to london and have this whole new like whatever she wanted to experience she fell for this guy and then realized there's a whole new pool of guys she could be dating in Mm, london that's good new york's so Mm -hmm. dead for her she's done it all I mean, that's a fabulous reason to give her. At least give her something fabulous like that. <laughs> give like, her something fabulous. Yeah. 50 and yeah. fabulous. Yeah. I know yeah. I just bashed the text message thing, but they could keep it going with the text message. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least then maybe it could be like something fun where you're still getting her like sexual details that are like part of like the mm-hmm. lifeblood of the show that they don't have. She's texting. Yeah. Them. She's texting them. Just hooked up yeah. with a man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now now that we've talked about the character that's not in the show, <laughs> uh, I guess I guess the first thing I want to say is Miranda. Let's put Miranda on the table mm-hmm. and, and our feelings on how that went down. Sort of the biggest loss of the show, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know that I have anything like big to say about it that not everyone, the whole internet is saying. It's just like they ruined her. Uh- <laughs> yeah, just like a woman in crisis, but it's not even in the fun way. Where it's like drama filled, it's just frustrating and sad. I want to say that I'm okay with the details on paper. 
the storyline of Miranda realizing she's unhappy. I mean, even the alcoholism part, she's unhappy. She she finds she falls in love somewhere else. Like I'm. Wait, I'm I forgot every... about the alcoholism thing, which they really right. like. They drop. It's just. Done. It's like she it, decides to yeah, stop. One day she stops cold turkey, no problem. She cured herself overnight. That's crazy. Honestly, I really liked that she was going to school. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's cool that she has, she is a professional. Like, that was like the cool thing about her in the old series. And so now it's like, yeah, let's see her like get another degree and stuff and like navigate to schools now. But then like, it's so horrible the first day of class. And then seemingly she never goes back to school or does <laughs> anything related I've, to that. And then befriends the professor. I've, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. One of the new characters is Miranda's friend, Naya, who she meets at law school uh and is her teacher right okay yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah i forgot that the note they started on even before alcoholism was unwoke she was the unwoke mm-hmm. one who embarrassed herself and looked old and then uh and then went to alcoholism but in any case like in terms of what doesn't work so much about the arc for me is first of all it seems like we're watching her make these decisions really carelessly and recklessly which I understand is believable for someone like falling in love and rediscovering themselves and stuff. But there aren't any consequences to the storyline when it seems like there will be. I mean, obviously her marriage ends, but they kind of treat it in a way where it's like there's no fallout for her. Her son is fine with her. And what I really thought was going to keep happening, what they kept setting up, was there's some misunderstanding between her and Che. Where it's like, for mm-hmm. Miranda, it makes sense. She's discovering this new side of herself and she's going crazy for this person. Why does that person go equally crazy for her? And does that even happen? It sort of happens off screen if it happens. They just come back <laughs> to her and she goes, yeah, I'm in love with you. And you're like, what? I know. That's, yeah. That was one of my main problems. I also, I really enjoy her being like, oh, I'm finding like, oh, I love like, I'm not just into men, whatever. And like going off and like exploring and like being herself. And it's like, that's a cool arc and like realistic i guess but then i don't see as the character that they depict her i don't see why che is interested in no no she seems like this she seems old and like out of touch and in that relationship and every time she's with che it's just her going like you're hilarious and that's part of what makes che not being hilarious a problem is you're like Okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll accept that you think she's funny, but she's not even funny. Like, okay. it's, yeah. They, sorry, I apologize. <sighs> I really thought I was going to beat that. <laughs> I also, I read that apparently the original plan for Cynthia Nixon's character was to fall in love with the Maya. teacher. And then Cynthia yes. Nixon. I can confirm that because I watched the behind the scenes documentary. Okay, great. I, yeah, I didn't watch that. I just read this quick little article about it. Um, whatever article I can get my hands on, I was reading, obviously. And that Cynthia Nixon was the one that said uh, it should be Che because, like, Che is this more like butch person. You don't want it to be two people yeah. that are discovering their sexuality because that's not sexy. And she wants it to have a sexy storyline, which. The idea that Che, <laughs> che and Miranda also, are can sexy. I, can I just say, if they, they've introduced a bunch of new characters, right? Like, um, what's the real estate agent's uh, name? Seema. I had to look that up, though. Seema. Yeah. yeah. Right. So Seema, Naya, Che. They were trying to and introduce And Lisa Todd big... Wexley is Charlotte's friend. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. I forgot That's a good about, name. Um, yeah. They try to introduce all these characters to clearly fill some sort of hole for, like, you know, the fourth person at the table. 
and like the only the also che is the only one who talks about like their sexual exploits yeah. about like oh i'm always hooking up with people and doing all these things and like i'm non-traditional but then we don't ever see any <laughs> yeah. of that which is funny <laughs> Well, with the exception, I guess, of that iconic kitchen scene, yeah. but there's nothing that comes from like other than like them saying, "Oh, I'm I love sex so much." It's like okay. something else I thought was interesting was <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing before the series came out a quote from someone. I think it was Cynthia Nixon, but someone saying like, "We thought it was really important to show older people in life having sex because that's like a part of life." And then watching the series, like they that, really though. don't show that. Really, what Except they for show Harry's penis oh yeah that's true oh yeah and it was in a really weird traumatic kind of yeah scenario you think it was fake Uh, yeah yeah i think so yeah i think so too gotta be (laughs) gotta be Um, he doesn't have one i also have a problem (laughs) and i'm sure that this is one of the things being talked about on the internet with Che's rudeness being unchecked that is part of the character that's really like because I appreciate that they sell that they are so unapologetically them. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what you like about them. But really, honestly, I think just one tweak they could have made is they're not Carrie's boss. Them being Carrie's yeah. boss makes it this weird thing where it's like they smoked in her house without permission and then had sex with their friend and then essentially caused them to pee herself. <laughs> and then they and then she has to see them at work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they never show that. The, the other thing about it is like a year goes by in the scape scope of this thing. And in terms of how much, how little things progress and how little people yeah. seem to talk to each other about anything is really crazy mm-hmm. in between. Especially the big send off number where they announce <laughs> I'm moving to L.A. And then as a viewer, you're like, this is like kind of a really crazy way to announce this and rude to like Miranda. It's just so weird. And then even Miranda goes up to them and is like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah. And oh, I didn't have time to tell you. And I, like, well, you practiced that whole thing. And they're like, yeah. Well, specifically, they're like, yeah, I'm a narcissist. And then they, it really makes it feel like in that moment, Miranda's going to realize, like, I can't be with this person. They're such a narcissist. Yeah. But instead, Miranda's like, great, I'll go with you. But there's multiple. And I feel like they're also pushing to, like, feel sympathetic for Steve's storyline a little bit because there's nothing to be down on him about and so and also i think that he was kind of a a fan favorite Mm -hmm. in the series maybe i'm wrong but like yeah and so it's really weird to have that like moment and she still chooses to go with che it definitely seems like you're supposed to believe all the choices are right her choices are right Mm -hmm. and they are for her in the moment i'm wondering if there would be a plan for season two that's about dealing with some fallout of those choices because much like with the other example you gave, they are multiple setups for there to be a blow up with Che. Che specifically says they can't give them anything traditional. What does that mean? Then, But they have a very monogamous traditional relationship. Right. Yeah. Also. And then Miranda goes to Cleveland <laughs> yeah. and they make it a big setup where it's like, I'm going to Cleveland. I'm going to surprise Che. And I thought, oh, well, Che won't like that. Yeah, well, it's going to feel, yeah. it feels like, mm-hmm. oh, Che's going to be like hooking up with a fan or like with something like that. And then Miranda's mm-hmm. going to show up and be heartbroken. And then instead they just they that. just don't even show Cleveland well, and, and you just assume it went well. <laughs> then Che has a reaction to her being called a girlfriend. Then mm-hmm. Che doesn't like it when she shows up at the house and she's writing. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like four things in a row. And every one of those scenes ends with like, but of course we're in love. And as far as Steve goes, 
I read a reporter asking a, the creators about it and being like, what do you think about fans saying you made Steven to like an old fogey? And they're like, we don't know where people are getting that. That <laughs> actor has hearing aids. That's why we did that. And it's just like, well, that's not everything. I mean, he's just a character that kind of wanders in and out of scenes going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> one, Actually, I was watching with Ethan and he wasn't familiar with like the original series that much. So like he didn't know Steve. And so when he's, I think it was a moment where it was Steve and Carrie talking in the bathroom or whatever when he's trying to help her get the ring out. Mm-hmm. So it was like this emotional moment. And Ethan was like, I can't believe this guy talks like that. Yeah. <laughs> was that normal? I was like, I didn't even notice. I was like, that's just how his whole thing is. He was so shocked. I was like, oh, no, that's not the weird thing in this show. <laughs> that's just Steve. I that was good. I, yeah, uh, that is really funny. I like he they they showed so little of him in terms of how much of the show is Miranda's storyline because Carrie obviously has mm-hmm. a lot of like healing to do after Big dies and that is a major part of the show but the main story in this season is Miranda's journey I think yeah um it's a roller coaster right Honestly, I like I wish we could focus on Carrie more yeah. because I was like oh that is kind of interesting her whole thing in the ser- in Sex and the City is like her chasing Big and basically like going back to Big. Or being away and they never have a moment to like you know be together it's like this weird back and forth and then now it's like the definitive like this is carrie without big finally. right like this is like you get to see her without that like factor and i was like oh that could be really interesting to see what she does and then we have most of the time being like what is miranda doing she's <laughs> running around town just yeah. like <laughs> completely different well and what we wanted immediately upon seeing the first episode was okay that was a really sad dark episode now they're going to do a time jump you know what i mean yep. and now let's throw it back into seven yeah years. now yeah. we'll get to see her dating <laughs> right <laughs> which took the whole show and to get to even yeah. to introduce the storyline of miranda is getting divorced we don't even get to see miranda dating we see miranda with one person and we it's, don't like that person enough the whole thing of yeah. sex and yeah. city is like a new person every episode like or at least one basically that at least one yeah. of them's dating but this is and just like that yeah <laughs> it's not sex and, and just like that <laughs> there's no fun but then at the end when it's her on the podcast and she goes i miss sex in the yeah. city and i feel like are they teeing up a second season that is i the hits that i we don't like? think well they can't call it sex in the city without samantha i think that right. would be wrong to do but if they get her back somehow fingers crossed well it's insane to have i mean they can't just change the name of it also it can't be back like to. six seasons or whatever of sex and city one season of just like that it's and then the again like marvel season. it's gonna be marvel where it's like the characters are all intermixed mm-hmm. it's gonna be a like cinematic universe <laughs> where they have to like have separate shows but they're all connected it's i'm curious would you guys rather the reboot of six, sex and the city have been a new cast of women and done a modern like sex a in the city of yeah like more of a reboot or something like this like, no, no i don't think so because i was so excited to see these characters specifically and i think it's why everyone was like tuning in yeah religiously like everyone i know that has watched this first off did not like it like thought it was bad watched every single episode yeah, yeah. same and i also think like I don't know. Like it could have been so good, and I I really love watching Sarah Jessica Parker still. So yeah, she I really is so good. Yeah, she is. She's great, and, and all their acting is good. Yeah, I mean they true. all do yeah. seem like 
I mean, despite Miranda's, you know, material, they do seem like those characters still. Like, they, they slip back mm-hmm. into it easily, and their chemistry between them is great. It's just, uh... Yeah, I didn't have much of a problem writing with, is insane. you know, the... I mean, I guess I would have just rather it been a little more interesting, but the use of Kiri and Charlotte fit. At least I felt like I was back with those characters. Yeah. If you, I felt, honestly, like, Charlotte, like, that was a normal progression. Yeah. Like, she had crazy moments that were like really questionable in this season but also it's like i could see that being her trajectory mm-hmm. where now she's like her family is kind of the source of her being like oh my god that's like taboo but like she just has to go with it because it's like her kids and husband which perfect transition for me to ask I feel like harry to... did something weird at one point well yeah harry had a little was. well again i guess i mean their whole black friend story well that, that was, was horrible like, yeah i find it really hard to believe that after all this time yeah yeah you just can't interact with anyone that's not exactly yeah like yeah you. especially living in new york it's not believable yeah so. and she like worked as an art dealer and like i don't know that was bad and unnecessary but i guess it gave because i feel like it, with the exception of charlotte's friend lisa todd wexley the rest of them have a little arc you know, Lisa Todd just kind of has. Well, also, a, what's she's like perfect and remains. Yeah, what's weird about like the yeah, friends right. is that, like, the new friend characters that each of them have is that it's like we see them make all those friends on this series, and it's like, why are they all just making this friend now? Well, it's. it's mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it all happens at once. <laughs> what is, um, they all haven't made a single what is friend. Stanford's, Stanford's husband, Anthony. Anthony. Name? anthony anthony when he sits at like brunch with them so he's like in the fourth seat and he has this line where he goes wow i'm like this is my first time here like eating with you guys like i'm intimidated or something like that i was like i find that extremely hard to believe that he's never gone to brunch (laughs) since like the 90s or whatever with them yeah yeah (laughs) that's yeah, that is really insane. It's a goofy little wink he's at like, the audience. He's like, know, yeah, yeah sure, one of Charlotte's best friends. I, I did <laughs> he's always like, around. <laughs> it was Stanford was used really well. It was really I sad to see him go. Every, yeah, I know. Um, obviously for sad. the real life reasons as well. I but, actually yeah. love the Charlotte dynamic thing that they yeah. had, where they're like competing mm-hmm. to be like helping Carrie grieve. I like oh, that's fun, and him just kind of hiding in the back and. It seems to be a slightly building thing between him and Charlotte was like, you don't think I'm core group. I am core group <laughs> now, and I really wanted to watch that play. Yeah, out. that's fun. Yeah. yeah. And Anthony in general is fun and, and feels the most Samantha-like. Yeah, Sam- so he I, yeah. does yeah. the best job of filling that role. I feel like Seema could have been that too, mm-hmm. like a cool version of Samantha that's like more low energy and like, I don't know. But her whole thing is like, I'm hooking up with this guy. Like that's like the one of the other hookups we see is like this stranger we don't <laughs> drive up in a cool car. <laughs> we don't care about mm-hmm. him. But then it's like the reason why she's like hooking up with people is like just so I can have a monogamous and find love and <laughs> marry them. Like it's like the total opposite of Samantha. I, I thought that was yeah. such a funny moment when Seema and Carrie have their like like the point the thing that makes them friends or whatever is when they're honest with each other where Seema's like offended that Carrie was like we'll keep looking or whatever do you know no you know she what was I'm mad about? about the broken picture frame yeah carrie was mad about the broken picture frame and Simo was mad that carrie made some oh, comment like right. it's great that you're still out there or whatever oh, yeah. and and Sima acted like those were equal things yeah. and it's like yeah. you broke this picture of her newly dead husband that is 
That's so not equal. On a business perspective, had guaranteed nothing would get broken. That Mm -hmm. was a big part of this was like you made it part of your thing. So then, yeah, to turn around and be like, I could say the same thing about you mentioning that it's good that I'm still looking for love or whatever. Yeah, it's fine if you want to address that also, but don't like (laughs) turn it into like, well, you did this. So it's fine that I broke that picture of your dead husband. Yeah, that's just an insane moment. Yeah, I didn't. I certainly don't blame that actress. I thought she did a good job building a character. There just wasn't. It wasn't. The character wasn't given enough. It was just. She's looking for love. Her whole family expects her to fall in love. She hasn't yet. Oh, will she? Yes. Yes, she will. Mm -hmm. And it's the hottest owner of a hot, the hottest nightclub in New York, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they did like try to insert these three new characters and all kind of make them main characters i wish it was just focused on one yeah. just so we have like you explore because i also really enjoyed Seema, like what she could have yeah. been and she is like kind of different from the rest of them too and different from samantha but like kind of feels that but then i was like i yeah i don't really care anything i don't know anything about this character actually and then right when you feel like you do know something it's like back to che back to che's <laughs> performance <laughs> and you the- never see che without miranda you know, I mean, like, there's never, or, or Carrie or whatever, but there's yeah. never a scene that's following Che on any level of seeing what her life is because mm-hmm. you're informed by what her life is when she pops into the scene going, a bunch of fans just told me how much they love me. By the way, drop on joke. Do I drop jokes? You know, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> they are never not on in that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about what we like oh yes okay yeah i think the one thing (laughs) the one thing the last thing i want to say before i ask that is it's the kids in this series brady Mm -hmm. uh on miranda's side and lily and rock but i really got the vibe from this show that the creators hate kids hate this generation because while everything they were asking for was technically reasonable rock included and brady to some extent but they're just monsters and i understand kids they're, are annoying they but seem really yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and they're intolerable well can i just say when i watched the documentary there was the a bit where they were talking about the episode of charlotte going through menopause and like how they don't show a woman going through menopause in the way that it's like portrayed with like a bunch of hot flashes and mood swings it's like just has like this moment and um they we're interviewing the writers or like showed the writers meeting and they're like we never write anything and let this sink in we never write any like storyline that at least one person here has like if they haven't experienced it we don't write about Whoa. it <laughs> absolutely one of us has to have experienced no way. it to go in the story so at, in that i'm like oh that's kind of cool like maybe that's like a realistic portrayal of menopause like that's interesting but then i'm like looking at all the other things (laughs) in there i was like so this these things have happened to at least one person in the room and so that like taking that knowledge where they're extremely personal storylines and applying it to these kids it's like no wonder the kids are just like whatever like typical (laughs) stereotypes of young people or something Mm. Mm -hmm. and Uh, well and uh, to think about how limiting that could be in terms <laughs> yeah. of building this new no series creativity these new circumstances <laughs> um and uh, you know what they really had a lot working against them and also seeming to need this to be an answer to criticism the show has gotten since it was on in terms of mm-hmm. 
not being woke and aware of a diverse series of issues. So they did do some things well. Great transition into what did we like? Well, wait, first, oh. I feel like we also <laughs> have to just address the they mitzvah, which was uh, mm-hmm. so frustrating as a term like as the, the way they treated it. Yeah. It's thing. It was bad. Yeah, I the idea that Rock just last minute was like I'm not doing it and then they just like let that happen. It's like I really want Charlotte to just be like you Rock are really doing this. Well, yeah. Rock is running the show that whole house. Yeah. Is. And that speech about like because it's like all of these things even not doing the bar mitzvah because I don't believe in this belief system. Uh, is more understandable than the co- character continues then to go, I don't even want to be a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, which like, Sorry, you like, are. <laughs> oh, at this point, the character is unreasonable. Like, they've officially, they're just like... Mm-hmm. Rah, rah, rah. Well, yeah. Also yeah. that it got Conch- to that yeah. point yeah. where yeah. Rock doesn't know any Hebrew, and it's like, it's not like you just have a, you know, bar mitzvah, or bat mitzvah, or lay mitzvah overnight. overnight. It's like three years of studying. And so mm-hmm. it's just like, what was going on? You you never checked in with your kids' Hebrew? Wait, speaking on the religious front, Harry, I feel like all of his lines were like, eh, but I'm an old Jewish guy. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it was like so yeah. crazy that they, it's almost like, are they introducing that he's Jewish? <laughs> like, we know that. Like that's, It's been a story like, line. not bad from an old Jewish yeah. guy, yeah. right? Like, playing tennis, everything, any line. It's like, it drove me crazy is... when he burned the hala. Because the oh. simple instruction was in 10 minutes, the alarm going to go off. You just pull out of the oven and he goes, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you were doing nothing. Yeah. You were off you screen forgot. dealing with nothing. Well, did you hear the, yeah. <laughs> the alarm go off? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what did we like? Did we like anything? Um, uh, well, okay, I, I appreciate the wokeness in the sense that i do think it needed to be addressed all their previous shortcomings and incorrectness i do think it could have been handled within two episodes or honestly portraying them in a more realistic way about them like fumbling their way around this like stuff that they're clearly i guess the anglers are too old to understand (laughs) um so like i like that it was addressed i think it was just in the most Ear, like unrelatable way maybe um yeah and i i liked carrie i guess yeah yeah i love i mean carrie's clothes and the way she looked the like clothes. yeah they did a really good job in terms of that um i also liked i liked miranda's look fine but it really stuck out to me that when you would see her with the girls her hair would be very well kept and she'd look together. And then you'd see her go out <laughs> to see Che and she would look like a very wild woman. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Actually, I, I've read some critiques about Miranda's look specifically. And I know we're talking about what we love. Oh, yeah. But they're saying like even in the series, <laughs> in like Sex in the City, she always kind of had a more like masculine style to her like compared to the other ladies. And so now they thought like, oh, it would be so cool to see her in this series wearing like kind of when like this like uh, minimalist, like androgynous style is way more popular. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many like high fashion things that are like that now to see her like style grow that way. But instead, it's like it, it matches what they did to her character, honestly, of just like 
going against everything. She yeah, did start start for. acting very kooky and different. Well, and then they made you feel bad about it over and over again by making it a point that when any character was was approaching her, the response was, "Can't I change?" Can't I just do everything that I want to do? And it's like, well, yeah, I guess. I guess we love you. You know. (laughs) What did you like, Kim? Um, I liked, I mean, I guess I already said I liked Anthony. And I liked his um, hot hot men bakery thing, whatever it was. I thought that was like a fun little detail. Um, Yeah, there wasn't much that I liked. I liked that. I actually, for as far as the use of kids, I liked when Lily went over to Carrie's house and they had like their own kind of little sleepover. That That was fun. And it's fun to explore that dynamic of like a, a friend, parent's friend, like an aunt sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I did like hearing the narration at the Mm -hmm. end. I know it was like truly just one line, but it, it was like a really nice way to tie it back to the old show. Mm -hmm. And I wish there was more of it, but I was like, oh, this feels like I'm watching an episode, but then for a moment. You're, you're suspended. For one fleeting moment in time, everything <laughs> felt right. But you there's know, no reason for her to be no narrating. thesis to each episode. Right. I feel like you could look at each episode of Sex in the City and be like, what is the theme? Like, what right. is the story that Carrie's writing about? And then each of these characters go through that in their own unique yeah. way. But with this, it was like, I couldn't thematically, like, well, and if you're not invested bring it together. last week. You're not going to be invested this week. It was just the same stories. And that's what we liked about the show. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Once again. Guess I want to call out at least that I, it bothered me how much they weren't showing Steve, especially given how much Miranda's storyline took up time wise. There was just a long period of time where he, he just wasn't factoring in at all. Even like a scene where, She's at home. She hasn't told him yet, and she just is looking at him. Feels weird about it. Something like that. Like a check in mm-hmm. would be good. But I did like that they gave him two good scenes. I thought the breakup scene was really good, solid scene, and I thought the thing with Carrie was pretty good. Like, yeah. yeah. So I appreciated those moments, and it was a good use of the actor after worrying that they were just gonna keep him off screen, going ice cream. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, not yeah. not everything. When with... they first introduced them, it was just like. Oh, I'm just watching Miranda look at him with like, yeah, that was it. And he doesn't even know. He's just like, oh, I'm just having a great time. And yeah, Miranda's like so displeased. I know. I wish they would have at least shown him at work or something. We know he owns that bar, uh, supposedly with Aiden, who (laughs) they act like is not part of the life. Oh, Oh, which has a very hilarious. Why didn't they have Aiden come back? There's a hilarious um, story about this, which Paul can tell. Well, I'll at least just set it up by saying, I kept saying to Kim, Aiden's going to be in this. I wonder when he's coming in. And then we got to the last episode. I was like, well, I guess they saved him for the last episode. All right, that's fine. Um, And then he wasn't in it. And I was like, did I make that up? And then Kim looked it up. (laughs) And? I looked it up. And the first thing that came up was Sex and the City creators are pissed at John Corbett for (laughs) publicly announcing earlier that he would be in the series. (laughs) And and they didn't know why he said that and it's not true and he posted like he posted like yep i'm i'll be returning for multiple episodes (laughs) like so specific (laughs) that is so funny it's like michael patrick king being like i i'm pissed that he said that i don't know why he said that he's not coming back his story's done (laughs) 
That is so funny. Yeah, I love um, that. I don't know why. Maybe you just saying Michael Patrick King being pissed reminded me of this this really hilarious anecdote from the documentary, which, by the way, mainly follows the costume designer. <laughs> like it's just her being like, "Oh, I just I gotta put things." Together. That actually does like, sound like time. maybe the most interesting it part. Was, it was interesting, but the, I think the documentary actually was really frustrating the way it was put <laughs> together. It was like not, I don't know, not well done, I guess. Um, Similar to the show. But they have an end. Yeah, it matches. And the the end, so you know when she goes to Paris and she has this like amazing outfit and the gloves and like she's dining by herself, goes to the bridge. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently that whole scene, she had a hat, like a really huge hat, like a giant sun hat. Um, that was like really angular and like chic and um mpk was pissed the costume designer because he hates hats because it has to be like really consistent throughout the scenes there's so much you know like (laughs) things that could change whatever and so um she snuck a hat look in which was that final look (laughs) and he got mad because he's like this has to like stay on you we can't we have to remove the hat and then it had an interview with like a testimonial from him and he's like you know and of course i this is why i say don't have the hats because sjp falls in love with the hat <laughs> and then i have to come in and i have to come in and i have to tell her the hat won't work <laughs> so i play a big scary boss network guy and i'm telling her she can't have the hat and then like they cut to <laughs> sarah jessica parker like truly being upset like they have an argument <laughs> about the hat and so that was like the the biggest drama moment of the documentary and it was at the very end of the documentary so just yeah that's hilarious it. It really fun. <laughs> they um, do so many hats in the series <laughs> i know that's great okay so uh, i'll wrap us up here but i have a number of things i want to try to get out real quick <laughs> great <laughs> first fun fact jennifer hudson showed interest in reprising her role as oh, louise in this and i would have loved that, that too great yeah that was a so both her and corbett you know <laughs> they wanted in missed it w- they would have been i think accepted happily i i will say maybe in the in the like bucket of things we like i feel like season two could be yeah. better oh yeah i think they like really drew it out but the last episode it's like oh cool now carrie has her A like outlet of yeah. like yeah and then and now she's like free of this like direct grieving yeah. and so now it's like it could be good and and miranda has red hair so everything yeah I, we did carrie is hosting the podcast which is huge yeah. huge difference. yeah I, think... I was not a fan of what was it x y and me <laughs> as an outlet for carrie yeah <laughs> yeah i think i talked about this with both of you but it was like it really felt like this episode was like what should have been the end of episode two or three yeah. i maybe three because i guess two you need the funeral or whatever that's fine <laughs> and then have the rest of the series be fun and the rest yeah, of the season mm-hmm. but yeah i do have hope I for a season a tweet, two being better there was a tweet that was like i hated every second of van just like that and if they're is not a second season i will cut my life yeah. off and i was like that is how i feel it's like yeah. i will watch everything i think most people will watch I well part of what can give hope drag you to watch it every week that's true i, I was really never in the thought, mood that's yeah. absolutely never in the mood to watch it but yeah <laughs> i was yeah. i was like excited. yeah i couldn't wait honestly well because we're also way. watching other shows that are like genuinely good so i was like i'd rather watch yeah, those stuff but i um yeah. i do think that if and just like that has taught us anything about the way the show is done is they're very sensitive to audience feedback because they tried to address every amount of feedback the they got yeah. in this, which is part of what made it bad um, too much. But 
I, maybe you know they'll listen enough to the second season where they'll be like, she's yeah, be she is a taping in a remote location. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next season. Yeah, I wonder. I'm very curious to see how they uh, handle the well, audience if reaction. They get to. I mean, I assume it was a hit. Everybody is talking about. I know it. I Sarah Jessica Parker wants more. It was like, yeah. Um, okay. I also really quickly wanted to say a couple things that had Sex and the City three happened, which was intended to happen in 2017. Uh, it would have included Big Dying and also would have included Brady having sex storyline, but the twist would have been that he started uh, sending like nudes to Samantha. Oh. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I don't like no. that. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, it, uh, and it would have been even younger, right? Well, 2017 yeah. at least. I mean, like it wouldn't have been right after the second movie <laughs> where he's... Right. Six or but whatever. I feel like he's yeah. like seventeen now. Uh, he didn't. Maybe look 17, I guess. But no, but they yeah. said he was yeah. um, a minor because right. he was smoking. So oh, he had to. Right. He had to have been like max seventeen. Oh my god, I forgot about that moment. <laughs> Rambo, the Rambo Jane. moment. Oh yeah. yeah, as just something else to oh. say. I hate just how often <laughs> we have to hear Miranda being called Rambo. Well, Miranda's. That, <laughs> it wasn't even just. I need a specific reason. Che's interested. Miranda's behavior is desperate and unappealing. Like, she comes into every situation in a way that I just... Yeah, we covered that. Let's let's talk okay. about number th- uh, third movie. Oh, well, that's... I'm Sorry, done with that. I was that. trying to speed up. Okay, fine. Well, uh, <laughs> let me just... I gotta ask these questions, because the questions that I ask at the end of these showdown follow-ups. One, should Sex and the City, the series, and the two movies have a sequel? I think probably... Realistically, yes. no without Samantha. I think yes, yes with Samantha, mm-hmm. no without. But like I like we both all said, you know, I'm looking forward to more. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep holding out that impossible hope for Samantha, though. I know I have a weird hope for that too. But also, it's like how scary it would be. I would just feel really bad for what that they would do to her character. I wonder if there's any <laughs> amount of money they could give her that yeah. she would come back. Because it really seems Probably like no. not because she hates those women. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, specifically it's... Sarah Jessica Parker. She also, I mean, specifically keeps saying, I will never play that character again. Like, she may feel like she's yeah. just outgrown doing that. She comes in as Samantha's secret yeah. twin. Who's bookish inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did watch the pilot of How I Met Your Father, which is why we knew she was in it. And she's very similar to Samantha yeah, in that. It's more <laughs> it's, about her funny. drinking than it is having sex. It's like, instead of sex, she's just like, where's that bottle of wine? Yeah, but it very realistically <laughs> could have been Samantha. Like, just that scene could have yeah. been in Sex and City as Samantha, and I wouldn't be questioning it. It's just... Anyway. Jokes are... Um, <laughs> second question. And we'll cut this part yeah. out. Again, <laughs> yeah. not about the show. <laughs> Do we concede? Meaning, our episode, Sex and the City 2, in which we came up with four movies all of which won so we are minus the millers today unfortunately but we had a four the only four-way tie in the show that time and i I still (laughs) love all of our pitches um i remember when hearing the pitches i was like really sincerely being like i want to yeah i was like invested which goes to show how easy it should be to make these characters (laughs) do something really fun to watch uh so do we concede that, and just like that, got it better than we did? No, of course not. Okay, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree that we don't. 
Okay, so yeah, that's it with we had my. Samantha, uh, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> and we had Aiden. And yeah. we had all the boys. <laughs> that's true. There was a boys subplot. And I think um, mine even yeah. had Miranda and Steve getting divorced and, Mar- and no, Miranda and becoming a lesbian. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But it was done. It was, it was supposed fun. to be fun. In yeah. my version, it was supposed to be fun. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I don't, I'm done with my rules and questions. This was fun. Glad to have gotten a lot of this off my chest, but we really could talk about it forever, so let's just not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then instead, uh, do you guys have any plugs? Anything you want to say? Uh, yeah listen to our podcast science communicators mm-hmm. on the consider this media network it's anywhere you get podcasts it's we teach you about science all things science this that and science it's all it's so it's just like our dynamic is just like sex in the city exactly <laughs> exactly with a science twist um <laughs> and other than that i guess follow us on socials google us yes of course <laughs> Google uh, alert us. Set some Google alerts. We're going to do some big things one day. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Oh, Bye. Yeah, well. <laughs> well I, Paul, do you have any plugs? No, I don't have a... My my plug is a request to you guys to let me know in talking to Anika Miller, at least one of the other guests of that episode, who was a full Miranda, as proclaimed, mm-hmm. how she felt about... It's a bleak, bleak picture um of her future <laughs> yes. huh? that's right because we really go hard about how she's such a miranda so now that really feels different yeah she's the most miranda person that. we've ever met miranda classic miranda classic yeah not mm-hmm. new miranda so much not neo, yeah. neo <laughs> <laughs> well anyway let me know what she says all right that's we'll all let I you know okay. and and listeners just dm us we'll let you know yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll let you know we'll text the <laughs> On the next showdown, follow-up 2021-22 animated show, Blade Runner Black Lotus. I liked it well enough. Yeah, overall, I thought it was fine. Uh, certainly, like, not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm, right, sure.